Listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participants, employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You know, for fun. So lighten up and enjoy. Ah, Stomping Jen, that was me slurping on my delicious tea. Also called chai. Oh, you're muted. There you go. Yeah, just so you're aware, that wasn't me. Yeah, that was me slurping on my tea. So, welcome to episode 102 of the Soft Serve Podcast. I am, of course, Sawtooth Frank. We are here with Stomping Jen. We will have a guest with us this evening. Returning to the Soft Serve Podcast, Nerdy Nelly. She's a blast. How dare you? She's a blast. We're going to have a lot to say. I think we're going to just kind of hang out, but we'll talk a little bit about that more on the other side of the intro music, Stomping Jen. Okay? Yep. All right. Soft Serve Podcast. Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. All right, Stomping Jen. Let's say hello. Yeah, we're back. Let's say hello to Nerdy Nelly, who is here with us as well. Hi, Nerdy. Hello. I'm feeling very nerdy tonight, since I am literally still working as you do your intro. Oh, Oh my God. God. You're Uh doing... You're working on your like job work or some other kind yeah. of work. Job work. Yeah. Job work. God, longest day ever. That doesn't sound I as. I have to be like done. I have to be done because I'm going to give you my full attention. But I'm. I like didn't even get a chance to answer emails today. So. That doesn't sound Monday, so much. Monday. That sounds more dedicated to me than nerdy. Maybe we should call you dedicated, Nelly. <laughs> and not dedicated nerdy. Dedicated Deli. Dedicated Deli. That'll be your new name. Oh my gosh. That sounds gross. I don't want to be a Deli. Yeah. Well, Stomping Jen. Yeah. This is the first show we've had in a while where we haven't done a hard hitting interview. Hard hitting interview. Right. Where we've sat down (laughs) with a guest and just talked to that guest about kind of what they do. It's been a while. Yeah. So, so Nerdy Nelly, what do you do? No, I'm just kidding. We talked to Nerdy <laughs> Nelly about this at the beginning. In fact, she was one of the yeah. first guests who helped us kind of kick off that interview style format. That's true. And we learned a lot about what Nerdy Nelly did. Uh, if I'm recalling correctly, you're a teacher of the eighth grade? Seventh. Seventh, seventh grade. grade. Okay. Science. We, yeah. We will ask you, a, we will do a follow up with you about how all of that's going. Um, but. Stomping gem. Yeah. What do we want to do first here? We're just hanging out. We're just hanging out. This is this feels strange to me. It's like a free flowing conversation. Yeah. Do you think the people miss this at all? I have no idea. They'll have to tell us. Because the last review we got before we did the interview style podcast, I was criticized for my strange halting speech. (laughs) What do you think? Uh 
during interview? No, just regularly before we started the interviews. I was criticized, uh, yeah, for the way I talk. Well, you're a very thoughtful person. Yeah, as somebody said to me recently, actually, in a work meeting, they said, I can tell you're a verbal processor. <laughs> she said, you take a long time sometimes to get to the point. Yeah. Is that true, Stomping That Jen? is pretty true. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll try not to be a verbal <laughs> processor on this episode, episode 102. All right. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm staring at you. What do you want to say? I, I don't know. It says sawtooth updates is the oh, first s- thing we're doing. I don't know. So. Yeah. Well, no. First, we have to play this bumper, <laughs> oh Stomping Jen. Oh, my God. Jen. The bumper. The news bumper. Oh, my God. The one with the scream. Yeah. It's like the worst. So my main update, Stomping Jen yeah. and Nerdy Nelly, is I am miserable. <laughs> How is this a different than it was before? Um, so recently on Facebook, I updated. Now, my, you'll know I'm serious because I updated oh, no. my profile picture. To our text. And my banner, right, to the never-ending story, to the, the the swamp of eternal sadness, and then my profile picture is now our text, with his head Drowning. just out of the quicksand. Mm-hmm. That's I'm pretty how, sure I commented on that. You mm-hmm. did, yes. Thank you. I appreciated mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That's how I feel these days. What? Like you're swimming in the swamp of eternal sorrow what is the name of that swamp it's the swamp of uh, sadness eternal sadness yeah i feel like i feel like i feel like our tax mm-hmm. like i should just kind of tell you i yeah. love that movie though. oh it's mm-hmm. so good it's such a good movie yeah and but when i watched it and with my children they didn't like held up for them i don't yeah. know they weren't like as enthralled as i really wanted them to be yeah so, yeah i don't think I don't think our kids enjoyed it either, particularly. I don't remember that they've even seen it. Yeah. I did get them hooked on two of my childhood favorites, however. What? The Dark Crystal. Yeah. And um, The Last Unicorn. You think they're hooked? Wow. Well, I mean, uh, Space Unicorn asked me to watch that one all the time. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just feeling, I'm just feeling overwhelmed by everything that's happening in our nation right now. I'm feeling overwhelmed by the pandemic. We're yes. in what, what month? Who I the hell even, even know. knows anymore, right? Know. It's six. We're yeah. at six months, right? Yeah. Six months. And Wait, yes. the upcoming, yeah, the upcoming election. I'll ask you all what you think about that shortly, but mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just feeling kind of overwhelmed. It's just like, if it was like one thing, it would be yeah. overwhelming, but it's like so many things on top of each other that it's just yeah. like, who gives a fuck? I don't know. I just want to drown in the sea swamp of sadness. Yeah. <laughs> and we, and we know, and we know, I've said on here before, I'm involved in a union and I'm doing a lot of work on behalf of the union, but we've had people who've been furloughed and people who are facing, you know, potential layoffs and that's just a lot of stress. But here's the good news. I am doing some things to try to make sure I keep my head above water. Yeah. Tell us about those things. I am still doing therapy. Okay. That's helping me. Yes. Talking to this therapist. Yes. He's getting his money now. Can I just say something about your therapy? Yeah, please. I have never in my entire life met anybody so comfortable to do therapy at the middle of the house on the kitchen table. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> With people running upstairs and downstairs. I've never met anybody like you. I, what do you mean? It would make me so uncomfortable. Oh, really? Like, I need to be, like, isolated with the door shut and, like, nobody can hear me. Did you hear me tell them about how it's hard to find time to find adult time? Um, I do know that there have been times where you have literally just sat in the same room with me and done your therapy. And I had to put on my headphones and blast music because I was so uncomfortable because I don't want to listen to your therapy session. Hmm. That's a little TMI. Sorry, Nerdy Nelly. (laughs) Well, it's just very candid here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing that. Um, I'm still running. Mm-hmm. And I have to I have to make a comment. Yes. Well, I was running this evening. Yes. I saw Nerdy Nelly running. I yeah. was kind of hoping that you would take a picture and say, this is what I saw on my run tonight. But you didn't. So. No. Well, because you were running with somebody else else and i didn't yes. want to uh, i didn't want them to think that i was being a creeper how come we didn't see you <laughs> um i'm not sure exactly but yeah. i did see nerdy nelly now i wanted to ask you um i noticed that you do not wear the amount of gear that i wear when i'm running i i have on a, a headlamp a fanny pack a orange vest I'm, I did notice your orange vest. Yes. Uh, I do actually have a yellow reflecting vest that I wear when I need to. I was feeling like, I guess I was a little underprepared that it was getting so dark so early. Yeah. Um, but I was okay. I feel like I had a bright green shirt on. I think that did the trick. You were but highly, I also you, had a fanny pack on. Oh, you did? I did not look at your fanny that she has a much more slender yes i do i have well i have a regular fanny pack that i Hmm. I, that is for other things like for when i'm like at a farmer's market or something like that and then i have my flat running fanny pack which really just fits my phone and like maybe a doggy poop bag which I did have happen to have with me today since the dog decided to let loose directly in front of the police um, station. Oh, what a, what a scoundrel. In the, on the pavement, no less. And I, She's a weird The car dog. came by. Yeah, I did. <laughs> she did that the other day. She pooped on the she, middle When of the she's got to go, she's got to go. And I, I mean, did notice your brightly colored shirt. I saw you from far off. I did see that. So you, your your visibility was really good, and it was in. Lo- I do have a vest though, so okay. you are not the only one with a bright fluorescent um, vest. Yep. And the headlamp, believe it or not, is really great. I love that headlamp because I I've not graduated to that yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean my my son Ted gave me it, and I use it because there's a field I like to run around, and it's pitch black. There's no lights yeah. at all, and it's a dirt road. So I just I. And it sits like, it's a headlamp. It sits yeah. on your forehead and you reach up, you click the little button. Does it sit on your head? Yep. And the lights come on and you can see. <laughs> is there a lamp on your head? It is. And I feel like a miner though with all of my gear. Yeah. So funny, uh, yeah. we were we were taking off from that same area and Ted and I saw uh, two women walking their dogs and their dogs had little lamps oh, on I their collars them. i was like oh my god wow. so we stopped and asked them where they got them they were just like oh you can just get them on like Amazon. i didn't like that actually well because those dog, lights were strobing and they were very confusing but our first, dog when is I saw them at first. afraid of the dark maybe she would like a little collar lamp so she could see 
I don't think they were lights to help the dogs see better. They were lights to help like cars see the dogs because they strobed in random kind of flashing well, that's patterns. That's kind of important too. You want our poor dog to get run over by a car. She's, she's chocolate, chocolatey. <laughs> she would blend right into the dark. Yeah. So, so here's why I brought that up. Oh, sorry. Despite, despite all of this You're stuff still going doing your on, update. Apologies. I'm, yeah, I'm still updating. I'm still trying to do stuff to take care. Although I, I hurt my back a week and a half ago, and I'm now committed, I think, I need to start doing yoga. You need to do strength training. Uh, I had a conversation with our friend Lisa, who we podcasted with. Yes. And she said, you need to do some strength training. Lisa Stahl. Yes. What's her business? Plug it. Personal group training. I don't know. Yeah, Lisa Stahl. You can find her, S-T-A-H-L. You can find her on yes. Facebook. She but does classes. You need her personal training services. He's glaring at me. He's yeah, thinking makes, about using the board now. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I need to find a yogi. I think she would help. I need you. a spiritual and physical guide. I don't think you need that. I do. No. Yeah. No. Preferably. You need like some strength training to keep your muscles up. Preferably a, a, a guru of a some guru, kind. A guru? A guru? A guru of a guru. some kind. That's what I need. A guru of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on the search for a guru. So, a guru. If, yeah. So, if you're listening to this and you're a guru, um, DM me, okay? Call me. All right, Stomping Jen. What? Let's hear. Let's hear from Nerdy Nelly what she's up to. What are your updates, Nerdy Nelly? How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm uh, hanging in there. I guess it is just kind of what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're running. I saw you. Always. Yep, always running. Always, always running, yes. And that is definitely, it definitely helps with mental health, I'll tell you that. I don't know how long I've been running, but for me, it's like, it is my mental health. Yeah. So, I'm glad it's helping. How long, you. what distance do you run typically, or do you do by time when you're running? Um, I usually do by distance. Tonight, I don't even know what I did. I just ran around. Yeah, I do a distance. Because the daughter was at practice, so it was a good opportunity to run when it wasn't 80 this afternoon, which yeah. is mm-hmm. weird. But um, I usually, I, I right now I'm, I'm kind of weak. Uh, I'm not training for anything, so I run like three to four miles during the week on most days. And then on the weekend, I do one eight-mile run. What? <laughs> See, I do. I I take the weekend off because I run about. I run three point five miles Monday through Friday. Yeah, that's about what I do. Yeah, and, and then I just I'm too tired on the weekend. Oh, I have to rest. Like you need to go out with Nerdy Nelly and run eight miles. Oh my God, she'd be dragging me back in a wheelbarrow <laughs> or something. I couldn't do it. Do you run every single day? You could do it. You just have to work your way up. I always tell people that. Like people say, oh, I can't do it. So you can. You just have to want it. You really have to want to do it. Well, when I met Sawtooth, he ran seven miles a day. I did. It's not like he didn't doesn't know what that is I've like. I've taken a huge step down. Yeah. But it's very easy to just kind of like, I mean, I, I did two full marathons, and I I was running so much during the training for those things that I when I think about it, I'm like, how did I do that? That was one of my eight miles at the height of training was a midweek one. It was like oh a Wednesday God. afternoon. That's crazy. I don't think yeah. I could do it. 
You used to run. And then the weekends were like, yeah, the weekends were like eight on a Saturday. And then like, um, I don't know, 17 on Sunday or something like that. It's just the time it takes. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It it is too much time. And I get to a point now, like I'm starting to feel burned out on it after six, seven months where like, I just not, I don't look forward to it. That's the no, problem. No, you need to increase your mm. No, I don't. I need to do something else. I need, like I was saying, I think I need to mix in some kind of yoga or something Yo- in the, the middle of the, the week. Guru. The guru. The guru. Need guru. I need to get with this guru. <sighs> the kangaroo. I don't know why you're so against boing, boing, just normal huh? strength training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? That was the answer. Uh, here's why. why. I'll tell you why. Yeah, um, tell me. Not to interrupt Nerdy Nelly's updates. But uh, there's something about my physiology where I begin, when I start lifting, Mm -hmm. I just pack on muscle and I get heavy. I'm going to stop you. And I don't want to be heavy. I'm going to stop you right there. The kind of weight training that you used to do at the gym is not what Lisa would do with you. When I say strength training, I mean like overall body training. It's not just chest presses like you used to do at the gym. Glutes. It's all your muscles, all your muscle groups. She does squats. She does, you know, arms. Squats aren't for me. I don't like those. You need to do your whole body, whole body strength training. Yoga would do the same thing. Yeah. You have to do, like, if you do bicep things, you have to do tricep things. Right. If you do chest, you have to do back. Right. Or else you get, like, it doesn't Top heavy, right? You look like... Yeah, look like one of those. <laughs> right. So so yeah. that is why it would, it would benefit you hmm. to employ the services of a personal trainer. I don't think I'm ready for that. Oh, my God. You no. just literally just said, I need to mix it I up. I want to lay on a mat and that's put my not, knee to my chest. That's not and what yoga is. And if that's what your perception of yoga is. Breathe heavily. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm interested in. <laughs> that is not what yoga is. Huh. Yoga is hard shit. I have it done yoga. Be. I have done yoga and strength training, and I do group exercise, and I do all that kind of stuff. I do Pilates. I do like a whole mix and assortment. I can tell you, yoga is not just laying around on a mat. All right, Nerdy Nelly's update has turned into you lecturing me about <laughs> strength training, and I don't like this. So back to Nerdy Nelly. What what else are you? So okay, so you're you're running. Um, what else are you doing? Working. Anything else working? Okay. Right. You got a new dog. We yep. learned that you got a new dog. We did, yes, and she uh, managed to scare the bejesus out of your dog this evening. <laughs> what did oh, she do? Tell I heard us. about that. Ted told me your that your son, yes, came you... with your dog uh-huh. to our little pretend makeshift dog park that we made. And so I, I don't know. There might be other people that use it, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that we discovered it, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> she immediately there was another dog in there. Um, whom you you also know, Murray's yes. keeper. Murray was Murray of yeah, Murray's Murray keeper. Murray was in there, and Murray and um, Millie, my dog's name, are in love, and they are like nonstop. And so your dog looked at them and then ran the other way and tried <laughs> desperately to squeeze her way through <laughs> any part of the fence that she could get through. Oh, she's such a. But I will tell you, she was not rude to them. Like she didn't growl. Yeah. So on Friday, when I saw her with my dog, she 
definitely growled at her. Yeah. Yeah. But this time she didn't because I think she was off leash. Yeah. Like you hmm. said, it's a leash. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely. So she just didn't want to play. She like saw, took one look at them playing. I was like, that was not my kind of play. Yeah, she's I'm like, not, I'm, I'm not getting involved. <laughs> she's like, I'm not getting but she's involved. She's older. She yeah. is older. She's seven. Yeah. And what's strange is I've taken her to dog parks in the past, and she played with the dogs there. Yeah. She ran around. She did like the whole thing. Yeah, but how old was These she? These two oh. are in a different, uh, a different caliber of play at this point. They're both yeah. so young that they're like. Their bones are like rubber. I mean, they, yeah. I don't even know. It's pretty intense, but it's great for her because she sleeps when she's done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she had a really active day today and she's passed out already. I love it. Where awesome. is our dog? Our dog is missing. Uh, she's, she's around. She's somewhere. She's but up- I keep telling you, I know that there's like a thought that crosses your mind every now and then to possibly like add to your dog family. And oh, I'm, God. it's pretty awesome. I yeah. really, uh, I really enjoy having two. I was a little nervous, but they get along, and they, I think, even though like it was a little hard first to introduce, they're they kind of love each other and miss each other if they're not there. Although hmm. the older dog will never admit it, she will never admit it. Mm-hmm. But her actions say yes. She, yeah, she greeted us very, very uh, enthusiastically this evening when we came home. Yeah, because I think she was looking for her. Her little buddy. So and that's a daily topic of conversation here. Ugh, I know, been. but you don't have cats, and we have three. No, but our cats, cats. will be totally fine. They Except don't care. Except for our old cantankerous. I mean, but, it's not really even cantankerous. So, the cat peed on, on the, the dog's leash and my little fanny pack <laughs> that I like to carry around. Yeah, he sent a message. Yeah. And it he, sounds he, like a mess. And he spends a lot of, he's, what is he, 15? He's 14. 14. He spends a lot of time just staring at the dog <laughs> angrily. And she is like, she gives him a wide berth. She's yeah. like, I'm not fucking with you. Yeah. He's about, he's about half her size right. anyways. So it gets me nervous thinking yeah. about introducing another dog or animal. Well, you'd have to make sure that, um, you know, the dog is maybe cat friendly. I think that a lot of places will try to see what they're like around cats first. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you're looking for like puppy or older dog, but my the rescue we just got Molly from is has a couple of like really, really sweet, adorable puppies right now. Uh-oh. So hmm. just putting uh-huh. it out there. Where is that re- where is that rescue? They're based in Georgia. Okay. Because like that's where everyone dumps dogs apparently and that's where puppies are made. They're made in Georgia, <laughs> did you know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh. My other dog was made in Tennessee. Ours so was from that, Mississippi. That's yeah. yeah, that's the way mm. it works. So, but they came, I mean, it was great. They put her on a transport and she came to me, yeah. which is perfect. Yeah. There's a, this is a little high maintenance, but there's an adorable shepherd husky mix oh, that is like the cutest thing in the world. Uh, it's totally high maintenance. I'll tell you, our, our dog was totally the wrong dog for first time dog owners. Oh so God. I think like we've been through the ringer, like, and I think we would be much better with a more high maintenance dog. Now, well, I don't know that I want to get another high maintenance Our dog, dog. is so high energy. She no, never yes, stops. Energy. Ever, but, but she like, really is. She like, is insane. for a seven-year-old dog. Oh my she's god! Like, <laughs> and yeah. and you know what I mean. Like so, I think 
I, I think we have a better sense. And now that I'm out there more because, you know, because the gym's closed and stuff right. like, and I don't want to go back to them. Mm-hmm. I go walking or running every day. Yeah. And, you know, like I'm think- not strength training, not, not, not at all. Training. No, no. If we could find some form of strength training that involved dogs, I'd be down for it. You should do like agility strength training with your dog classes. And if it doesn't exist, you oh, they could. have goat you yoga climb trees and stuff. Yeah. They have that goat yoga. I could do I some. Where's the goat guru? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I don't think guru, guru. I need to find dog yoga <laughs> with a dog yoga guru. Oh my gosh! All right, well, Stomping Jim, what are you up to? How you haven't given us any updates on your well, life recently? You didn't finish with Nelly's update, but Nelly and oh, Nerdy thought... Nelly and I are doing something together. What are you doing? We're doing a book club. Oh right. We're on our second book already. Huh. What was yeah. the I mean, It's first not just book. she and I. There's a whole yeah. group of us doing this book. What was the right, first but book? We started with our other friend yes. who doesn't have a she special have name. A, she doesn't have a pseudonym. No, but her other half has been a guest on your show. Yeah. Was there a special no, name that he had? He has oh. never been on the show. Who? The oh, demon. I thought he, was. he has oh, a name. Oh, he has demon. a name, but he he wants to come on and he always anyways, uh so okay, so the first book we read was How to Be an Anti Racist. Right? Is that the name of the book? How to yeah, how to be an yeah, anti racist. I'm actually looking at it right now because it's still sitting here yeah. in my bedroom. Yeah. Um by Ken, uh, what's his name then? Ibram Kendi. Ibram Kendi. Uh which was a really good read. It was very educational. We learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we've moved on to White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Can I ask a question? It's an audible. I'm doing audible reading uh, of that one again. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. I've never been part of a book club, mostly for two reasons. Yes. Um, one, because I can never remember anything I read. That's it true. instantly leads leaves my mind. I have that problem too. Yeah. <laughs> and two, like I don't think I'm smart enough. Like when I mm. read stuff... I have no idea what it means, really. Like, I can't ask intelligent questions about things, or I can't say, I can't draw inferences from stuff and try to apply it to something else. Yep. That's hard for me. So, what I will say about our book club is... You're supposed to say, you can do all of those things. I'm going to tell you. You can do all of those things. Thank you, Mary. I'm going to tell you if you stop talking over me. (laughs) Go on. Is that I think, so... For all of us involved in the book group, we do sometimes talk about the book a little bit. We try to touch about like what we learned about mm-hmm. from reading the chapters that we read. Um, there was a good chunk of the time that we were in the middle of the first book where there was a lot of hotly debated conversation about schools because there was a lot of teachers in our group, okay. um, people who worked in the school systems. So <laughs> there was a lot of conversation about schools reopening that got intertwined with our um, weekly book club chat. Yeah. Um, but now that that sort of has settled down a little bit, um, this next book that we're on, we actually, we talk about some more, we talk about it as it relates to current events a lot, you know, so it's more like a free flowing organic conversation. Okay. So you are taking the ideas from the book and applying them to Mm -hmm. stuff that's going on around you. Yeah. Okay. And and it's not really like, we're not like dissect. I think I think we're all sort of reading the books together as a way for accountability and for education of ourselves and to sort of unpack like what it means for ourselves in a group setting. Right. Right. 
I also think there's so much going on in the world right now that we can't just focus on the book. The book, right. the reason we're reading these books right now, we, we there was a reason that we decided to form this Facebook group. And there's a reason that we decided to start reading these books. So that bigger reason is often finding itself, I mean, obviously in our discussions. So right. it's, it's, I think it's great. I, I'm happy that people are okay with it because like, we're not sitting like a traditional book club. I mean, I'm not really sure. I've been part of like maybe one other book club and it was essentially like to read kind of like, I don't know, superficial books and like drink wine. This is yeah. not that book club. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And but I feel- I'm finding it very, um, benef- I mean, I think it's great. I think it's, it's hard, but it's helpful. Yeah. And I do, uh, I do appreciate the people in it and their, and their points of view and everything else. How do you pick the books for your book club? That's a good question. Um, I, I feel like we have a specific theme and people bring up books that they want to read because we all, the reason that we're all in this book club is because we were all interested in this topic to begin with and wanted to, to educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's some knowledge about like what books are out there and available. And whenever we bring up a book, we want to make sure like not everyone has read it or, right. you know, often like this one, I know that a couple of people have already read it, but they're doing it a second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I don't know about the candy book. I can't remember if anyone had already read it, but yeah. I think, yeah, and I think for the people that are rereading the book also, they're finding um, more out of it because it's a very challenging book to read. It's not the kind of book you just read. You need to process it and reread it and uh, think yeah, about it. Yeah, it's a book that you like read on, or listen to on Audible, <laughs> but I, I have it on. I can't do it more than one point two speed uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. because I'm like, well, and even in on that speed, I'm like, wait wait, wait, and I have to go back and listen yeah. to something again because there's so much. There's just, it's very rich. And yeah, yeah. I was listening with my son one day and he like looked at me physically and I had to explain what was happening, like what, what, what the woman was talking about. And I had to go back and then I realized it's hard to explain and mm-hmm. taking any piece of the book out of context might actually yeah. do more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, so really have to like, especially yeah. white fragility. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the one I'm talking about yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah, I just started reading um, Howard Zinn's A History for the American People. Yeah, and it's kind of a a a look at the history they don't teach you in American history textbooks. You know, but not the people's history of the United States. Yes. That Wait, one? Uh, yeah, yes. I think so. Yeah, the Howard Zinn Yes, one. that is sitting here on my nightstand as well. I yeah. am <laughs> I'm reading that one too, but I'm I'm like reading that one on and off. And I I that's a that's a big one yeah. there. And it's, and it's horrifying. Yeah. Like and I'm I'm reading the young people's version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I bought that version. And whatever happened with that book club? You're supposed to have I a, don't know. I don't know. But Ted read that one and he also read White Fragility. Cause he was like, can I read this? And I was like, sure. And he took it and then he returned it like the same night. Yeah. He read the whole thing. Did he actually read it? I think he actually read it. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'll quiz him. I, I want to see how much got. I don't know if him. he processed it, but he yeah. read it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, well, the people's history one is I bought for the kids, but yeah, yeah I'll tell you. Yeah. I'm tempted to trip, put this one down and pick that one up because yeah, yeah, this well, is meaty. If you guys do sure. a book club around that, I I would be interested in yeah. that actually because I'm learning yeah. a lot. I think it would be excellent to have some male yes. um, people and points of views and perspectives in our book club because so far our group is overwhelmingly female, like mm. the group of people that joined our Facebook group yeah. that we didn't really anticipate. Huh. It just kind of blew up. I, and I think... I don't know if there are any men. I'm, I'm going to look right now. While we're on the I don't think there is. I think the reason for that, though, is because we were all women and we invited people that we knew. Well, and it, and uh, men didn't trickle into that equation for some reason. It would reason. have to be... I would be interested if it was a book I'm interested in and a topic I'm oh, interested in. I'll only give it my attention if I'm interested well, no, in it. I, I'm just saying, it wouldn't be... <laughs> I wouldn't have anything to add if I'm not interested. Do that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like that, Stomping Jen. Yeah, yeah. No, you are a well-read, well-versed, try to get triangulate and get all different points of view. Yeah. Um, So uh, so we're in this book club. All right, the book club. That was part Um, of your update. I do my group exercises. Mm -hmm. Um, Although now that school has started and her schedule has shifted. Lisa Stahl, online trainer extraordinaire. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, I, I I need the psychology of like knowing that the class is happening at the same time as when i'm doing it and since she moved the classes earlier it's harder to wake up so i'm I'm finding that a little bit challenging um also uh ted and i have been committed to doing a little bit more hiking so we did some serious hikes well one serious yeah what was that serious Um, hike we did the seven sisters with the seven sisters is where um the mount holyoke range here in massachusetts yes it is a series of seven mountains. It's quite challenging. We did it one way. It took us three hours. Yeah, so seven mountains. That's like 14 a, ascent. Well, 14. Wait, no, we seven ascents go, and descents. Yeah, except we didn't yeah. We didn't go back. Right. So we only went one way. Um, Have you ever hiked the Seven Sisters, Nerdy Nelly? I think so. I mean, I, did I do the whole thing? I, I've hiked clear from, with the family, um... From the parking lot at the uh, visitor center over mm-hmm. to Belchertown. To Harris or, Mountain, right? To Harris Mountain. Yeah. Is that the whole thing? No, no, no. It no. goes the other way. Yeah, it, it goes go- from Skinner to the Notch. Yeah, so it's going to... It's going... Um, to Hadley. Yeah, from from that oh, okay. parking lot all the way to that... You know that Summit House? In Hadley, off yes. of 47. Yeah, yeah. In, in Hadley, Massachusetts. Yeah, that way. And that's about six or seven miles, something it's like 5. that. It's 5.1. 5.1. I like to run. Yeah, up. that's about the. So the other route was about five, I think, too. Yeah. yeah. There's some nice. nice that's a nice hiking. hike. That's a nice hike. It is a nice hike. Yeah. So we All did right. that. So we're just, you know, oh, and then I don't know what else. That's what, what else I do with doing? my life. That's pretty right. much <laughs> That's right. all I have time for. Yeah. And school has started. School has started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we we each of us here, well, Stomping Jen, you and I share two children. Yeah. And Nerdy Nelly has two, I believe. Right. right. So sports yep. started back up, and that's yeah. Oh yes, they did. And I have to say, we realized we have a lot of sports this week. We have a lot of things happening. Um, and I have and to then s- I remember 
We were bored. Remember we were bored? Mm-hmm. We were yes, bored. we were. And I'm glad, I'm actually glad sports started back up. Like, I think it's good for the kids. Like, mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of seeing that in very stark contrast of mm-hmm. months of isolation, of mm-hmm. how good it is for mm-hmm. them. You know, uh-huh. like both for Ted, who's doing cross country, and for um, Space mm-hmm. Unicorn, who's doing soccer. So I can, like, see how good it is for them to get out and mm-hmm. interact with kids their age. And, you know, for the most part, what I've seen is that, like, the coaches and the kids are all being responsible and, like, wearing their masks. And they're really, like, you know, they're really committed to, like, playing and doing it responsibly and safely. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. I've been, I've just been very pleased with it, what I've seen so far. Yeah. So. Um, Me too. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I'm just looking at these topics on my list, yeah, and I don't want to talk about them. Then we don't have to. It's the election. <laughs> it's the election anxiety. We don't have to talk about it. We're recording it. this on Monday night, right? Yeah. On Monday, September, let me look at my watch, 28th, no. which is the night, yeah. It is? Oh, Monday, yeah. September 28th. I thought it was the 24th. No, September. it's the night before the first presidential debate. Oh, right. Are you watching that, Nelly? I don't know. I'm scared to. I'm afraid. I like can't take it. I mm-hmm. feel like I the it's like reading our our forum. I can't. It like hurts me inside, and then I and then I feel sick for a little while, and I'm like, I can't. I, I why am I doing this to myself? My mental health is suffering by doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's the same thing as reading our 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 town forum. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I would watch it. I, I'm not sure I can handle it. And that, that kind of came to a peak this last weekend, this town. I, I don't know. I, I belong to That's a couple of town forums mm-hmm. and I will Me have, too. and I will have to say like as toxic as our town forum in Belchertown has been the Belchertown community forum. Others I've seen are way more toxic, which is like actually, kind of a good thing in some ways, but still it's like the Belchertown community forum was really bad. And this morning the moderator shut like just shut it down, said no more po- I saw that. no more political posts. And good on them. I mean I think they should have. Of course it's about time. Yeah. I mean where have they been? Like I just think it doesn't belong. I always feel like I should just leave the forum, but I want you know, I want to know like there's a bear on blankety blank street so that i can like make sure my trash is in you know yeah. that's what the forum's supposed to be about it's yeah. supposed to be about that kind of stuff not people bashing and all this other stuff yeah and it and it all came to a head over this last weekend because there was a a a rally being held by um trump supporters who are not even from this town right mm-hmm. they they came the organizers of it Yep. came to our our town common in the center of our town and did a standout with their flags and all of that and their signs. To and, support a local business that had put out some signs and the week previous. I guess where I'm going with this is I just, like, I want to say I fully support people's First Amendment rights. And uh, what happened allegedly to this pizza shop owner is they put up some Trump signs and they were, they claim they were threatened. Their life was yeah. threatened. 
and that's inexcusable, right? And hundred percent. But I think if it happened, it's in you know it's to me it's indicative of the very deep divide that has formed between you know between the left and the right, the conservatives mm-hmm. and liberals, and like the hatred each side has for each other. It's really it's really dangerous. Mm-hmm. I I feel and the scary part for me, right? Yeah. Is like I go down these rabbit holes, like looking at what the other side, like the people who have different viewpoints than I mm-hmm. are saying on their own posts or, you know, what they're really saying. And the scary part is that they're actually saying the same thing about the right people on the right are saying the exact same thing about people on the left that the left are saying about the people on the right. You're stupid and you hate the country? No, they're saying that the Democrats are racist. They're saying, like, all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, if you just take out the words Democrat and Republican, they're literally saying the same thing. They they each believe, they believe that the Democrats are, like, insane and how can they believe these things? And, like, I just, it's... We're also burning the country down and murdering people and stuff like that. Right. The BLM movement is full of people that like, that stands for like burning, looting and murder. And like, like I'm just, I read these, I'm just like, and, and Nellie, I don't know, like Sawtooth and I like have these conversations all the time and I'm like, where is the truth? Like, where does the truth lie? How do you triangulate where the truth is? Well, I, you know, are, are, am I hyping all of this stuff up in my head and like causing all this paranoia within myself or is it real? Like, wh- where is the truth? Where it, is the truth? Where are you, first of all, I'd say is where are you looking for the truth, right? Are you looking for the truth on a community forum? Are you looking for the truth in people's opinions? You're not going to find the truth there, right? Where I would Mm-mm. start, where I'd start, I've told you this, right? No, I know. I spend... I just I sp- thought it would be interesting to talk about on there. Yeah, like how <laughs> I try to find out what the truth is to the extent I can possibly know it by reading news sources, right? Is by reading news sources from a variety of different places. I read Fox News, I read MSNBC, I read CNN, I read The Washington Post, I read... Um, What's the Arab one? Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera. Like, I read BBC. Like, I, I look at all of those things and try to at least triangulate and find some kind of mean for right. what I think the truth is, right? right? Knowing that, you know, I not having the primary sources myself, I can't ever really know, right? But... Right. From that, you at least try to divine some something of the truth, right? That's your that's what right. reporters are supposed to do, right? right? Right. And when you do that, it becomes very obvious very quickly what's the bullshit and what isn't, and what's spin and what isn't. Right. So um, that's where I start, and then. But then, when you start to go down that path, and then you say, "Okay, well, this is all bullshit and propaganda," and then you say to yourself, "Well, how come all these people are swallowing the bullshit and the propaganda?" Well, That's where like my mind starts to shut down because I'm like, mm-hmm. how the fuck? This how is- are people still defending our president 
Yeah. It, it, when he's paid seven hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> between two thousand sixteen and two thousand seventeen. Like what on earth are they thinking? They they have immediately had a response in defense of that. Mm-hmm. In defense, like, oh well he's really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. He's well he's the so loopholes are all there. He just took them. He's he's brilliant. He's got a brilliant accountant. What? Yeah. yeah. He paid Did you more. look at your taxes, your own fucking taxes? He Have pa- you looked at them? He paid you- more more in hair care than some people oh make my- an entire oh. year. How do they not think this is disgusting? Huh. Yeah, and to, this to, is where I have a, a hard time. Where I'm like, I don't know that I would be able to defend anyone this like ridiculously. And this is where I feel like the Trump supporters are are just like constantly defensive, which is a sign of something. Mm-hmm. It's insecurity. So like. Do you see people driving around in trucks with giant Biden flags? No, gunning their motors and no, tearing up the pavement. No, because we don't need pavement. to flex. Yeah, and, Why and, don't Biden supporters need to flex? It's like we're not insecure. I, I, I can't figure out what the bravado is all about and what the ridiculous... Like somebody posted on our forum just out of the blue yesterday or two days ago. I can't remember when. This town is not a liberal town <laughs> a deal with it I, was like, I saw that no one fucking asked you get the fuck out of here like first of all you're wrong because the majority of the people in this town are actually liberal yeah. but second of all like why would you say why would you feel the need to say that do i have do i feel the need to say that about us being a liberal town no i don't I, yeah. what is that and a lot, I really want to know. And a lot of it for me, it, I think it's our, our tribalistic instinct as as um, these kind of higher order primates. We like to be in tribes. Um, unfortunately, we have this thing in us that responds to a strong leader, right? And unfortunately, like the strong leader that they're responding to is somebody who knows how to manipulate the media, somebody who's very good at branding, right? And is somebody who is a pathological liar. So the truth doesn't mm-hmm. matter. He can say whatever he wants to motivate them and whip them up into a frenzy. And they'll they'll buy it. And because I think because of the confluence of all of those factors that that drive us towards wanting to follow a leader, right? When you have a leader who's altruistic and has the best interests of the country in mind, that's great. Things go along relatively well. You still have people, I think, who will object to anybody who's in a leadership position, right? Um, but Trump is a is a different character altogether, and I think he's intentionally um, echoing some of the fascist... Um, Playbook. Playbook that we saw play out in World War II with the flags and the instantly identifiable branding, you know, like the MAGA, the MAGA, you know, the, you know, like I said, the Trump logo, right? Like all of those things are, um, for lack of a better word, like sexy, like branding that people can feel <laughs> good about. Do you know what I mean? 
It's sexy. That's so gross. Yeah, it though, is. Yeah. But it is gross, and and people people fall in line behind it. Like like when I was in the military, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason. There's a reason they use like symbology in the order structure. Like every rank has an instantly identifiable symbol. Every unit has its own patch and its own flag, you know, that you carry a banner. Mm-hmm. Like these are all things that we can rally behind. And as, as whatever we are, these primates that we are, we love to rally behind things. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, and again, like I said, the danger behind that becomes when you have a leader who is a liar mm-hmm. and who is only interested in serving himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's this podcast by this guy that I really love named Dan Carlin, who does a history podcast. And he's like an amateur historian, but um, he's amazing. And he's been a lifelong independent. And he just did this one episode called Steering into the Iceberg. Right. And he said, like, he's a guy in his like 60s. He he said, like, for the first time in his life, he's going to vote Democratic. Um, He's going to vote for Biden because, like, he sees. So he's a historian. Like, he sees Trump deliberately turning the Titanic into the iceberg. Mm -hmm. Right. And trying to create this chaos, trying to create this national tragedy that he can take advantage of to like further seize power and he's like you said i'm terrified like the fir- first and it's not he's not being hyperbolic like he's like the first time in my life i'm scared for our country mm-hmm. and dan rather just wrote oh an God. amazing yeah. essay uh, echoing the same sentiments and yeah. you know i just anyways like it's so <laughs> so scary you know sitting here thinking about all this stuff mm-hmm. um in this community forum you know, it all blew up over the weekend with people yelling at each other, threatening each other, and mm-hmm. they finally just shut it down. And I run a, I run a, a politics and social forum um, that I mostly just post podcast links on. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but I do post. I art- saw some activity on there today. Yeah, and yeah. there's a guy. And you were you had a very good exchange with that person. Yeah, because you shut him down. When he's, I don't even know what he said because he had oh. changed his reply to you. Yeah, but you were very calm, and you said like, "This is this the the the, the uh, rules for this forum are very clear." Yeah, I like, said, "Yeah, no ad hominem attacks between members." And I posted an article about um, Trump's taxes. Yeah, and my opinion was that Trump is a liar and a cheat. And my position is I should be able to say that about the president, right? He's a public figure. And I think that the data in the article shows that he's a liar and a cheat. So this individual, his response was, that's an article written by idiots, you know, for, for idiots. Idi- for idiots. Yeah. And I just, I just said, look, respectfully, the rules of this, like Nerdy Nelly just said, are, yeah. are that we don't do that here. And yeah. he edited his comment. Yeah. He said, and so, he apologized. Yeah, good on him. I mean, yeah. that that's hopeful. Right. Right? And But over in the other forum, somebody mentioned my forum. Oh, they was did. like, yeah, there's a place for to discuss politics. Yes. And I said, and I just said, you know, we're not a, we're not a playground for trolls. Right. So don't even think about coming over there if you want right. to do any of that. I said something like that. Yeah. But 
so far nobody's beating down the door yeah. to get in. That's so, because they don't really want to have an open dialogue. Well, that was my point. A, Nobody honest really conversation about what's yeah. really actually happening in this country. Yeah, um, and and I, I, I feel like I'm open to intelligent conversation about um, about politics. However, at this point in time, I can't really entertain anything about him. I, I, I can't because he's gone so above and beyond mm-hmm. in my mind. If I know somebody is a Trump supporter, I can't entertain a conversation or relationship with them. And I have family members who, some of whom I saw yesterday, mm-hmm. and I have a really, really difficult time looking at them right now. Because I'm like, I mean, they're not on my side of the family. I hate to say it. Poor, poor dear husband downstairs, but he, I mean, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I just, I have a, such a hard time understanding. I just, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to articulate it anymore. It's so exhausting. It's because but I'm what like, he stands for, it's like, if, if you align yourself with those ideologies, then you you're, don't, you're, you're racist. You're, you're homophobic. You're, you're misogynist. Um, right. You're, um, you're 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 full of hate you hate half of the people in this country you you, i mean like all you really like are white men more than half of the people you like white men i mean that's and you know who these people are are they're white men the people that i know that are trump supporters that white men they were all white yeah there was like this one woman she's been very vocal on these forums and i had to look her up She's like this white woman. She's Christian, you know, full of like, you know, you know, we should all be kind to each other and blah, blah, blah. And she's like obsessed with him. And it's just, how? Well, you know, some of these people, they literally, we have many conversations about this, but they literally believe that God is using Trump to turn our nation into a a Christian theocracy. They literally believe that. I wish I hadn't watched Handmaid's Tale because oh although it's a fantastic show, yeah. it's t- terrifying. Terrifying it's right terrifying. now. Yeah, it's terrifying. I read a whole article about how this new woman that he has now appointed that mm. the intention is to roll everything back to pre nineteen thirties. Like everything, they're going to undo everything. Well, I, I I have I actually have faith that. Not everybody thinks that way who has been appointed by Trump. I mean, the good news is if you look back over history, Supreme Court judges often depart radically from the um, ideologies of the presidents who appointed them. Yeah, but not this one. We don't know what she's going to do. We literally do not know. So, I mean, it's not good. We had this conversation today in the car. (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. I, I grant you that. Um, but we don't know what she's going to do. And she's dangerous. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But I mean, Trump stands for nothing, right? Except Trump. And I think it's telling that his tax returns show that his most profitable business venture was licensing his name, right? That's what his taxes show. He made almost $500 million off of that, Mm -hmm. right? And the rest of his businesses were 
gigantic turkeys, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They either they either failed or brought in <laughs> brought in little little bits amount little relatively little amounts of money, right? And so, it, like, it's not surprising that he's willing to say or do anything to promote himself as president. Because it's all about thing. his. It's all about his brand. But here's the interesting. Yeah. Sorry, like. This is like because I work with money and accounting stuff all the time. Yeah. Do they actually not make money or does he inflate the expenses so that they look on paper like they're losing money? That is the real question. And until like you really take a look at what the revenue sources are and the expenses are. Can I say one? um, So nobody knows, right? But one of the things people speculate is going to happen when he leaves office is the New York state attorney is going to be knocking down his door with an arrest warrant right. to put him in handcuffs. Right. And that's right? why he's saying 12 more years. But this was Dan Carlin's point. Yeah. Right? That's why he'll never leave office. A person without an exit strategy right. is incredibly dangerous. Of course. He, uh-huh. he is a cornered animal. Yeah, of course. Right? And so he, this is why, this is why he's, doing these saying and doing these crazy things and potentially trying to start a civil war. But then like all his followers who are like eight more years and 12 more years. And then like there are people, other people who are like, Oh, how can he even say that? That's just crazy talk. Ha ha ha. It's like, it's not, it's not crazy talk. This is maybe the last time you ever get to vote in a democratic election. People like wake the fuck up. I mean the good, the, I said this the day he was elected nerdy Nelly that, I believe this is going to all end in a military intervention. I still believe it. I still believe the vast, at least right now, because it's only been four years, the vast majority of people serving in the military are are, are people of integrity and honor, and they're not going to... We let, need to hope so, yeah. because he's the commander-in-chief. And they are our last line of defense. They're the ones with the guns. Right? Who can say no? We're not. You're not doing this. Um, if they give in, we're fucked. Yeah, but how is it that no? Ugh, I, sorry, I keep. I, I say this every day. I feel like how yeah. is it nobody else is willing to stand up for him, stand against him in that Congress well, and Senate? It's just. It's absolutely. Um, it's because power is intoxicating, and and people are they they'd rather be under the wing of the bully. That's that's so sad. It's terrifying. So sad. I, you know this. I stood up to a institutional bully. That's how I got involved in union work. Right. In my job. And this was a person with a lot of power. And it was just like little old me. And it was terrifying. <laughs> and eventually I built a coalition behind me mm-hmm. and, and got enough people to stand up and stand with me that it, it became an undeniable... Um, undeniable force and that's what's going to need to happen somebody is somebody in the republicans or somebody's in the republican um house or senate's gonna have to stand up to this this monster i was so so disappointed Mm -hmm. in mitt Mitt romney Romney, i know like i thought he was our hope i really but again it's that power piece and the bully, yeah. the bully befriending. It's like, keep your enemies closer, you know, like yeah. everybody knows what he's capable of. 
and how he can, you know, threaten and bully and oh, intimidate and viscerate people and on Twitter. And so people are afraid. It's, it's, yeah, it's the classic bully scenario. Yeah. So all we can hope is that, um, you know, what I'm, what I'm hoping for, right, is that the results of the general election are so overwhelming that it's impossible for Trump to claim to claim victory, you know, through a technicality or, you know, even through some proportion of mail-in ballots being, as he claims, you know, a fraud or a hoax, and that it's just it's just so obviously overwhelming that that Biden was the choice that he has to leave. That's what I'm hoping, and that the military is going to make sure he leaves. That that's all we got. You are you are very optimistic. optimistic. I know. There's an article I, <laughs> I read. I am I am an optimist. I'm, I'm an optimist, and my husband's a pessimist, and I feel like I am not that optimistic. I am terrified, and I'm mm-hmm. just holding my breath. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I feel you, sister. And I mean, the other good news on this, right, is that for for Trump to really be able to take over this country and be a true authoritarian, he'd have to expand the military in a way um, that's far beyond its current capabilities. You know, he'd have... And, and I mean, I, he has all these private militia people but ready I, but, to go to war for him. Okay, but I am a I I was a trained soldier at one point in my life. You know this mm-hmm. about me, right? I served in the army. Mm-hmm. These people that I see, <laughs> they they lack. They don't. They do not have the discipline to put on clean pants before they go to a rally. They're right? still dangerous. They I'm not saying they're guns. not dangerous, but there are other true patriots out there who are trained and know how to organize and i mean the people who came to our comment aren't patriots and th- there are true <laughs> patriots out there who are just dis- they call they themselves there are true patriots out there who are disciplined know how to fight and know how to organize and know how to lead who i think could successfully counter any of these trump militia people i think if it comes down to it we'll see yeah, well, what's your feeling on the military in general right now and their thoughts? What I have been able to determine through my reading and my triangulation is that the rank-and-file military hate Trump. They absolutely hate him. Um, and, the, and the generals and the, the people at the top kind of down, um, they, they are very good at being quiet and watching and looking for the real danger. And I, I, I really believe in my heart, I wouldn't say this if I didn't believe it, that if the time comes and we are truly at risk, right, when that moment comes to tra- to transfer power, right, if it happens, that they will step in and make it happen if it need be. I really believe that. Um, but I think they're watching and waiting, that's what I think they're doing. They're not going to do anything until the time is right. But I think when that time is right, they will act. I believe it. And I think everybody believes he called and he believes that people who served in the military are suckers and losers. And the people who died are suckers and losers. Everyone believes that, that he said those things. So, there's, so you know, when you're... 
that is not a good position to have about the people who you want to help you seize power. No, it's not. <laughs> right. And so, so, but I might be wrong. This is just me sitting here reading stuff on the internet. Well, I like what you're saying. So I'm happy to hear it because any little bit of positivity um, Hold on makes you. me sleep a little bit better at night. Yeah. All right. That was deep. <laughs> that was really deep. That was deep. That was a whole. Those were our updates. I liked it. We said some stuff. <laughs> All right, Nerdy Nelly, I want to talk to you a little bit about, we, we got a little bit of an update from you, right? Um, re, yes. you, you remind us, you teach eighth grade. What seventh subject? Grade. Seventh grade. Science. See, I can't remember things. What? Um, well, you know what? Last year, I taught seventh grade and you're, you're someone you know was in seventh grade. And now I think you've transitioned me with him. But I didn't. Oh, Ted. Ted. <laughs> Our son Ted is in eighth grade. Ted, now. Yeah. Yeah. And you yes, teach. He's you now teach. In eighth grade. So now I teach what my child is in. Science. Which, no. Is that, seventh. No. Yeah, science. Seventh, seventh grade. But I also teach. Yeah. I teach science. Science. Yes. Science. She yeah. teaches science. Now, are you teaching? Are you teaching everything online? Or how are you teaching? Is it hybrid or yeah. in person? It's going to be hybrid, but right now it's online. So yeah, we did. We started our first virtual experiment today, oh. and you know, it's not the same. Obviously, they don't mm-hmm. have their hands in things, and they're just watching like what happens to something on a video, and it's really lame. But there's literally no other option. I don't. I can't ask them to buy things. Right. There's no way I can send them home with all the material. I don't have all the material. You know, the materials that I have are usually the kids working in groups of four, and I don't have enough to send home for the, them all to use. Um, I am very fortunate that the curriculum that I use, or the the company that I use, which is not Pearson, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's a different company because I'm not really a fan of Pearson. Me either. This other company, um, who's probably just as bad, but at least they don't make the MCAS test. Um, they are they've turned everything digital over the summer, so they worked super hard and they took like all of the um, labs that we do and made them like made videos of them and stuff like that. So I mean, I, that's all, all I can do. Yeah. So essentially, the teacher's job this year is. If you want to be a good teacher, your job is really hard because you are taking your whole curriculum and converting it to digital, but also you are, you are the show. So, like, I, I'm not giving the kids toys to play with. Right. I have to entertain them. So, if I want them to buy in and pay attention and I want them to like the class, then it's all a pony, dog and pony show. So it's a lot of work and I'm exhausted from it already. You're the, you're the producer, the director, and the on-air talent. That is right. And you that have is, no interns. Right. <laughs> None. No interns None. to yell at and humiliate. No. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, just yeah. tired. I'm no. lucky that I've been doing this for so long because it's not like I'm, you know, learning how to teach at the same time. Yeah. I know how to engage kids. I've been doing it for... I can't remember how many 
years, 18, I think this is 18, you're oh 18. God. And how do you do that? On, teaching. How do you do that online? How do you, how do you take the, those engagement skills and, and employ them online? Um, I am, I talk to them just like I talk to them in the classroom. Yeah. I, I, I my personality is still there. <laughs> I'm trying to get to know them and the, the big challenge right now is that we, we can't force them to turn their cameras on. And so I do get engagement, but I don't get it from all kids. And mm-hmm. it's really driving me nuts because if they're in person, I can like force engagement. If I have to joke with them and like, I have to I figure out how to engage the kids. Some of them you have to go through humor. Some of them you have to do this. Some of them don't want you to like call attention to them, but they'll be engaged. If you do X, there's really, no way to know when they have their camera off how to get to know them. And so I have to constantly like randomly call on kids to see if they're actually there. Yeah. Cause I can't see them. And then some of them aren't there and I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do about this one? Like right. I know that if this one emails me later or the parent emails me and goes, Hey, so what's this work? I'll be like, Oh, well, little Johnny doesn't, didn't appear he was in class today. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Like I'll tell you where to find the information, but like you have to come. Right. So there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how what your kids are up to. And we've talked a tiny bit about this. Yeah. Stomping Jen. But mm-hmm. I mean they my kids aren't doing enough on person to person, like face to face meeting. And I'm not trying to disparage our town in the education, whatever. I'm just saying that I am working so hard right now by giving my, I'm face to face with my classes for an hour a day, each class, maybe not each every day. Well, I, I take up the whole hour. So some teachers give like a half hour meet lesson and then they do like a half hour work with the kids with with science you just can't like give them an assignment and have them do it you have to right. talk to them it's all about discussion my it's all discussion and hands on based so i'm kind of screwed so i'm i'm doing discussions but that means that i'm sitting in front of my computer 5 hours potentially 5 straight hours a day oh my not straight god that's horrible. So two, two, uh, no, one hour, a break, two hours, a little lunch break, and then two more hours. That's my day. Yeah. And I'm in like six, seven hours of Zoom meetings a day and it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Now we've heard about some of the challenges from your perspective. What do you think, what do you think the challenges are for the kids? How are they, how are they um, maybe struggling with this model? Um, well, I think that there are a lot of struggles. <laughs> I think it depends on the kid, but I think yeah. the kids that have needs that aren't being met are the ones that are most in danger of falling dramatically behind. Like I'm really worried for them. I'm worried about kids that are English language learners. I'm worried about kids that have IEPs. I'm worried about kids whose family lives aren't the greatest. Yeah. I'm worried about I'm worried about kids that just need to be with other people. I mean, everyone's got their own personality. I'm like, a, I'm an, I, I like being around other people. I turned to my husband the other day, who's an introvert. 
And I said, your time is up. <laughs> it's time to get back to the world. I need to be around people. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, he was like one of those guys. I'm sure you've seen the memes. I'm like, you know, this is introverts paradise yeah. when you're like forced to not see people. That's like torture for me. So yeah. I feel like some of the kids are the same way and yeah. they're like dying to get around people and want to, and like you said about your kids in sports, I feel the same way. I have two kids playing soccer right now and one kid playing baseball. And every now and then I'm like, there's definitely a risk. They're around other kids. Yeah. But that's a risk I'm willing to take right now because right. they're masked. They're, you know, they're being careful enough for me. And I'm just like, it's just got to happen. Yeah. It's not good for them. It's not yeah. good for their brains and development and social development. Nothing. Yeah. And pull, I mean, pulling this, connecting this back just a little bit to our previous conversation, I think some of this can feel like, what are we doing when we don't have a national leadership that's communicating the real dangers of the, um, of the pandemic, right? that has occurred already, like the 200,000 plus and climbing people who have died. Right. And and more who are going to follow. Right. Like it can leave you. I I imagine it can leave you sitting there like thinking, can't we just all go back? Like enough is enough. Like, Like, right. And it, you know, if, if, when we don't have, you know, national leadership that has told us like a, a, a coherent narrative about any of this. It leaves us all sitting here like scratching our heads. Yeah. And 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 searching and 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 trying to find some good in this, which I think leads me to want to ask you, like, has has there been anything good about this? Like teaching remotely is for you or for the kids that you can think about? No. <laughs> I think that the only good thing and that only applies to some people including myself and my own family, is that, like, we are forced to be, like, together without interruption for a very long time. And so I think mm. I have, it's it's odd, but I think that I have, like, the relationship I have with my two kids right now is much different than I think it would be if we did not have this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think, but I think in a way it's, it's kind of frightening because I feel like we're very blunt with each other now. We, like, tell it like it is, and it's, 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 I think good. I hope good, but like, it's, you know, yeah. I mean, you know what it's like. We've yeah. been like nonstop together since March Yeah. and I'm starting to see the effects of my younger child. Like she's very independent in some ways where she'll like go off to a friend's house and spend the night and not even like look back, not even look back. However, tonight when I said, I'm going upstairs, I'm going to go on the podcast. Good night. She was like, <gasps> you're not going to say goodnight to me? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm going to go upstairs. But I haven't done much. You know, it's not like yeah. I go out right now. Right. I, I'm not going out to, you know, go have drinks with friends or anything like that. It's really not happening. If, if we, if I go out, she comes with me. Right. So there's like a lot of weird stuff that I think we're going to be dealing with for years. Like ye- we're going to deal with the gaps in these kids' education for years to come. And I I think this is going to be like when they go to college, the college admissions people are going to be like, ah, this is the COVID year. Yeah. And I think that the gap in the 
education and also the social disruption like that has me really worried and like that's what i was saying earlier about how like part of me like my my i almost wanted to cry to see like to see my kid playing soccer with a bunch of other kids or how happy my son was after running cross country Mm -hmm. with his team and how into it like you know after so happy like just after and like how yeah how how much more alive they seemed Yes, it's it's pretty crazy. And I have, you know, I mean, at least one of my children is very much like me, where she's an extrovert and she has a ton of friends and loves to be around people and talk with people. And I don't know. It's, I think about her, I think about what it would have been like for me. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth grade, if I had not had a chance to be around people. Yeah. And I think that, that like, that like, like I was self-employed before. So there's, you know, and I think everybody now who's now had to work from home or be in that kind of situation, there's, it's really hard to, to separate work from like Uh home and (laughs) entertainment and enjoyment. And, you know, those barriers have been completely eliminated for all of us during this time. And for the children too, until now, with the sports returning, I think has been the only difference since March. So that blurring of the lines between, you know, having to go to school, like we joke about it, you know, but like, it's like it, I'm like, I'm going to walk you to, I'm going to walk you to school now. So like we walk downstairs and we, you know, give each other a hug and have a great day at school. You know, it's like, we're trying to create that barrier. That's not really there. I think one of our kids is really good. Like space unicorn at the end of the day, can shut the door to her classroom and be right. like, fuck you, school. Right. Like, I'll see you tomorrow. Also, because we took it out of her room. Yeah. Which I felt was very important. Yeah. To get it out of their rooms. Yeah. Get what out? Oh, the... Their workstations. So I, can't, I, don't, yeah. I don't have that. I know. It's hard. Rooms. It's hard. We only mm-hmm. did it with her. We couldn't do it with Ted. Yeah. We had to leave he's it. He's in his room, but he's got his little command center up there. Yeah. But he, he, I think <laughs> he's having a harder time separating Yeah. It. Yeah. And, and my kids are pretty good at it. They're like, see you later. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they're, they're, they do well in school. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of like a students. And so that's the thing I'm worried about is I'm like, well, well now I'm at the point where I know that there's, they're going to be like some really dramatic issues with kids that are, have extra needs. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go ahead and include the kids that have extra needs that are like um, the other direction. So I have a kid who's like incredibly intelligent in math. He's a math. And this is like the first year that I've had the opportunity to have him in an accelerated class. And he's in it, Mm -hmm. but it's online. Mm -hmm. And then he's also like super um, talented with music and he's not, yeah, you, can't you know, do he gets to do his music, but it's not the it's same not as the what same. I wanted. There's no jazz band. There's nothing that he has been looking forward to. And we have been looking forward to for him for years. And I sometimes get really angry yeah. when I, when a thing crosses my mind that they're going to miss, like the other day, yeah. now I'm not missing the Belchon parade, nor am I really missing the fair. However, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I hate both. Of, I'm, I hate both of those things. My kid was going to march in the 
band oh, for Javis Brooke this oh. year in the parade. And he's like, listen, he loves music and he's marched in the parade before for sports. And he loves sports too, but like, this is, yeah, this was exciting. Passion. And yeah. he didn't get to do it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. There's a lot of things that suck. And no, I don't know that I can find any real positives. The things that I'm reaching for are reaches, if you'd like to know the truth. Do you have do you have more or less interaction with parents in this kind of new scenario? Unfortunately, I believe I have about the same. I okay. should have more. Yeah. I should have more, except it's not on my end that is the issue. I got I got so I think scolded. Parents are overwhelmed as well. I got scolded because I walked into a room <laughs> the other day and was was lectured up one end and down the other about how this is a real classroom. You can't just walk in. You have to knock. Like you can't. You know this is disruptive to the class. Wait, who? Ted. One of our kids. Yeah, Ted. Wait, he yelled at you. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 I, I walked in to do something, like check on something. Yeah. And he's like, you can't do. He like shut off his camera and his mic. And he's like, you can't do that. This is a real classroom. We have strict instructions. No one is to walk in on the classroom, and yeah. you have to treat this as though it was, you know, in the school building. Which, in some ways, it's like, okay, they're taking this like super fucking seriously. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But, yeah. I know. I know. You were alluding a little bit, Nelly, about um, the school system. Our kids are in different school systems, and yeah. <sighs> for good or for bad, I mean, they're, they are taking it very seriously. Um, you know, the kids are in a pretty structured environment with this remote stuff. Yeah. Um, they're in school all day. They have a full schedule. They have built-in breaks. And um, Ted, who's older, has um, his he's synchronous Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then a little bit asynchronous, but they're taking attendance. Um, and even on the asynchronous days, they have to be check-ins during the day, like periodically during the day. So, I don't know. It's very structured. Yeah. I, I worry a lot about the asynchronous yeah. um, learning. I worry about that a ton with a lot of kids. Me too. Because I don't think they know how to manage their time. I think there's a whole and lot of... Sorry, I was gonna say I think there's a whole lot of Minecraft going on on asynchronous days. I need I need well, to figure out how to check in on that. The fascinating thing is that I have a bunch of parents that are like, Johnny's saying there's so much work and like, the, is, are they supposed to be doing homework until eight p.m.? And I'm like, nope, no. they're not. They're not supposed to have any homework. What they're doing, my dear parents, is yeah. they're playing Minecraft or doing whatever they're doing during class. Yeah. And then they're going, oh shit, I missed something. Yeah. So I, the other day I was like, all right, everybody pay attention. Your group one, these people, your group two, these people, and your group three. And they were like, half of the class was like, wait, 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 what group am I in? And I'm like, too bad, too late. And I told them, no, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not that much of an asshole. But I'm like, come on guys. Like this is, this is class. Like you're in school. You yeah. have to be here in order to actually learn. So the parents think, and I have to have a big intervention. I, I, I probably need to send it out tomorrow because I'm also the team leader of the seventh grade. So I have to send an email to all the parents and kind of give them some reminders. Like, mm-hmm. A, please encourage your son or daughter to, or your child, to put their mug on my computer. Like, take the little 
round thing off and put their face there. I, I don't care. Even if they, even if they can show me their ceiling and then put their hand up and wave to me, it's yeah. better than nothing. Right. And number two, like check power school, which is the same thing that Belcher School System has mm-hmm. and, 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 and watch what their grades look like because some of you are not going to be pleased so far. And then number three, like you just have to, you just have to remind them that like they have to be, I don't know. They just have to be engaged and, yeah. and help them with a schedule and we can't do it because we're right. not there. Yeah. You yeah. have to help them. Yeah. And, I don't know. It's, I can't imagine what it's like to be a parent right now with a kid that has like severe ADHD. Oh my god! Yeah, or yeah. autism. What if the what if your parents who work and, and both this, of them work and they they have a kid with autism who may be back at school at this point, if depending on the district, but may not be back at school at this point. And I mean, my my sister in law. I was talking to her yesterday. She has a kid with special needs, our, my, our nephew. He's, um, he was born, he was 1.10, like one pound, 10 ounces or something like that. Preemie, super preemie, like underdeveloped lungs. And he's got some issues because of it. He's pretty functional as like a human, but in school, he's not, he's, he's way behind in um, reading and all this other stuff. And yeah, he's not back yet. And she's like, what do I do? I can't, Mm -hmm. he doesn't listen to me anymore. So I'm trying to like do these like word, you know, flashcards with him. And he's like, I'm not doing those with you, mom. I'm not doing them. Yeah. (laughs) But if he were in school, he would do them. Yeah. He would do them. So it's so hard because you want to keep everybody safe. And this exposes like what I think is a major weakness in our, in our educational system, in our capitalist society, right? Is you've, we've, we've set things up now. So economically, both parents have to work. We rely Uh on the schools and the teachers to do a lot of the education or most of the, the scaffolding around learning, right? And, you know, most parents before all of this were going along as in the groove we settled into as a society were just kind of casually checking on their kids. I'm not talking about people who might be more involved because they have a child with special needs or whatever, but the rest of us. But, you know, I think what's being exposed is the huge amount of work that um, and attention that teachers and administrators in K through 12 put into learning that parents should be involved in. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I feel like we're all freaking the fuck out on the parent side now because we're having to do some of this work. Yes. And, I, and actually when this started in um, a, you know, late March, early April, I was like, t- to be honest, I was like, fucking step it up parents like mm-hmm. you are you have no clue how to involve yourself in your kids education that's on you yeah. that's on you mm-hmm. but at the same time people are working they're working full-time jobs but like you know it's the same thing as a person who work I work a full-time job but I still feel like I'm slightly more on top of my kids education than a lot of parents are and so and part of that might I be I don't be- know that there's all an there's excuse in your job. I feel like there's a lot of people out there yeah. that are um, 
just not as invested and they're like, they can't handle it. Yeah. I and mean, I'm like, handle it. They're your kids. Yeah, they, you, you, you have to. <laughs> and you might, you might have a leg up in the sense that you're a teacher and you yes. have a deeper understanding of these things, but you, you still are doing a job and you still have with your, with your husband to run a house and work right. your job, you know, your husband has a job, like you all are doing the rest, the same stuff the rest of us are, you know, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I, like you said, step it up. It's hard. Oh, I couldn't step it up. If, if my, mm-hmm. if our kids were struggling, I don't know where we would be. Well, that's the thing is that I, I will know. say it one more time. I, my kids are not struggle, struggling learners. Yeah. I have two pretty, efficient learners yeah. one who's like kind of like top of the class the other ones who, who's like quite bright and i don't know she's just maybe slightly less um go-getter <laughs> so do you think do you think we're ever going to go back to normal I you know really we're all freaking hope so yeah i mean how can we not and i i feel like what you said before i feel like i've heard from so many people including my my mother recently who's a recent cancer survivor, a, um, a super liberal, like uber liberal. My mother hates Trump more than anyone. I think I know. Um, I need your mother on this podcast. <laughs> oh, she's something else. She's a little bit of a spitfire. I don't even know. So she said, she looked at me in the face the other day and she said, I need to know because I'm starting to question myself is this all a bunch of bullshit? Mm -hmm. Should we be, should we really be still in this stage? Like, I don't understand. I don't know how I, how much longer I can do this because she keeps saying to me, you know, we've gone over the fact that like my kids can see her, but in the beginning I was like, they can't see you. You're still taking chemo pills. You, you know, you, this is too much. If it had happened last year, there's no way I would have seen my mother for probably eight months because I would have been terrified too. Luckily she's done with her like actual chemo infusions. And so like, I felt a little safer to see her, but she said, you know, I can't, I don't want to live my life like this. She's like, I have no idea. You know, she doesn't know at this point, like, will the cancer come back? Right. What if she finds out, next month that the cancer is back and that like they don't have much of an option left then she wasted how many months not seeing me and not seeing the kids right she cannot reconcile with that so she did the thing that you just said like people kind of questioning and starting to be like what the fuck are we doing what is this Right. And that's a, that's a real thing. I've heard of so many people say that in the past like month. Yeah, yeah and there's if, a wall. And if we and if we had we're all hitting. if we had, you know, rapid yeah. one hour oh point, my God. Of, point of care oh testing available, this wouldn't be a you fucking mean, like, issue. You mean like he announced today? Nope. That oh, yeah. he's rolling out 150 million uh yeah, don't get me rapid going. testing across and it's going to be distributed yeah. to states. Like where the fuck were they months ago? Yeah. Right. Oh, such a great achievement. Yeah, it's bullshit. After 200,000 people have died, now <sighs> we're going to have rapid testing all yeah. of a sudden. And you know we're not going to have rapid testing because they're going to rapid test. They're going to send it out to the states. The states are going to send it to Boston. They're not going to send it to freaking Podunk, Belchertown. <laughs> yeah. No, they're not. Um, and I mean, I, I was enraged, I'd say, a month ago before I figured out how to get myself a free test. 
that I was a um, public school teacher in the state of Massachusetts That's with crazy. the insurance that ha- that a lot of the people have. Like it's it's the same insurance that a lot of school districts have. I cannot get a test without without symptoms for free. Yeah. That through is, my insurance. That is insane. Right? It's, it's insane because insane. the University of Massachusetts is testing their people like nonstop and but there are a lot of like other private colleges that are testing their people twice a week. And then public education, we're always the le- like I I can't even get started. This could be like an entire yeah. podcast. We'll have you but back. Just the fact that yeah. we're we're so people are so enraged that we can't get the kids back in the buildings because of the air quality, quality or whatever. And it's like, you, where the fuck have you all been for the past 50 years? Yeah. Where has everybody been when we've been like, hello, we're sinking over here. Yeah. Teachers are the only thing that's good about any of this shit. And right. if you can't retain quality teachers because they can make more money somewhere else, then you're fucked. And so is everybody else. Mm-hmm. And if you can't keep our buildings safe, if you can't like test us, nobody respects us enough to test us. Yeah. Yeah. Public school edu- educators, public school kids. No, no one's going to be tested. How are they going to know if a kid has COVID in our school? Yeah, they're, they're never going to know. They're not going to know. Nope. Yeah. And um, at, at, at the large university I work at, you know, some of our buildings were built in the fucking 19th century right? Oh, yeah. there, there's no airflow in any of those no. buildings. And they got, they got people crammed in those things. We there's get, only, the only way there's airflow is like through the walls because yeah. there's no insulation. <laughs> yeah. The only airflow is from the, the, the cockroaches exhaling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it was, I, I'm not going to say it was good to hear about all of that stuff, but I think it was informative. It was a good update on on the teaching, right? Stomping Jen. Yes. All right. So does that mean we're switching? Gears? Well, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to talk a little bit about what we're doing. We haven't told people what we've been up to, to entertain ourselves lately. Should oh, we do that? Sure. I forget which bumper this is. Oh no. Do you remember? No. Is it this one? No. It's gotta be this one. Hold I on. Think it's a, oh my yeah. God. It's this one. Oh, this makes me so happy to play these bumpers. You have no idea. Okay, that's enough this was, of that. This was just an excuse to play the bumper. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Stomping Jen. Yes. We're, we're not, again, we could probably do an entire show on this, um, but oh, I just want to recommend a documentary to people uh, on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. It's all mm-hmm. about how terrible social media is. And we watched it the other night. Yes. And we were horrified, right? I, I've got to say, so we watched it. Mm-hmm. It's eye-opening and horrifying. It doesn't tell you anything you don't already know. And then since that time, I feel like I've been sucked even further into the vortex. I don't know why. It's like a train wreck. Sorry. What the hell is that? I'm just playing a little... Of, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm playing a little background music now for the segment. That was really loud. Right, so, well, all right. So, while, while I've interrupted us, this is from our... Um, the official poet of the Soft Serve podcast, mm-hmm. yeah. um, Joshua Michael Stewart. Right. And we're playing this because he has a new book out. You called, just like totally skipped over the fact that we were talking yeah, about I'm just telling people dilemma. what this is. That's all. Oh, okay. Anyways, we'll talk about this in a minute. Go ahead. Social dilemma. I don't know. Sorry. Nelly, have you seen it? 
I haven't, but I'm afraid to, but I'm intrigued at the same time. Yeah. In fact, when I, I think you might've said something the other day or you wrote something the other day, but I wrote it down on my list of things to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Um, and stopping Jen. So you feel like since seeing that you've gotten sucked deeper. I'm like, it's like you, it's like, it's like you want to disconnect Yeah. and you want to like make change in a more positive way. Gonna and make a change. It's like, it's like, I just feel like it's like worse now. Maybe it's just because I'm more cognizant of it. Yeah. And mm. I don't know. But I, I just, also think that it's one of those things that it's all or nothing. Like everybody's got a bail. Yeah. Or yeah. you're not going to want to bail. Well, like I, mean, I that, haven't watched this movie or whatever it is. But you don't want to be the only one left out. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the issue is that I feel like I get yeah. so much information that I would feel so disconnected from others if I did so. Even though I constantly talk to people via text, I have like multiple, I've told you this before, I have like multiple text chains going with multiple people at any one time. This is me judging you. I know. I'm staring at Stomping Jen, <sighs> Nerdy Nelly, just staring. But a lot of what we talk about on yeah. these text chains is things that we are all seeing on social media. I think text chains are different. Can I tell you why? Go ahead. Tell me why. Um, this is more about, it's the direct dialogic intercourse with people without the, I just wanted to say intercourse, um, without the ads and the, we're recommending this for right. you. So you look at that, like that's just people connecting. Right. And I think that's okay. Right. Like from, for me, yeah. you know, like yeah. I don't have an issue with that. Well, I have this ongoing, uh, a funny back and forth exchange with one of my friends because we get the most ridiculous ads. So we're constantly screenshotting the crazy ads that we get and send them yeah. to each other and we laugh about them. You know, I've actually begun manipulating Facebook to show me the stuff that I don't find offensive. Mm -hmm. Like I will deliberately search for things and buy stuff by clicking on the link. So now like I've been getting into non-alcoholic beers, mm -hmm. Nerdy Nelly. I've been buying I think those I've heard a bit of this. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. Um, but anyways, like all I see now in my feed is ads for non-alcoholic beers and soaps because I bought some yeah, soap. What the fuck is up with that soap you bought? It's pine tar soap. It's like leaving, it's black, Nelly. It's like a black bar of soap and <laughs> he showered with it. Now there's like black soap scum like all over my tub. <laughs> it's so pine what is tar. It? I don't it's know what it is. Why? Um, because it smells the, good, but the ads seem to suggest that um, your romantic partner will go crazy if you <laughs> wash with it. Sounds sounds like that's working for you. It's so romantic. Yeah, maybe me, not like little... looking at the black soap scum all over my shower. Maybe, it really yeah. turns me on. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not in the way I intended. Uh -oh. It makes me want to clean my tub. Just so you know, I make I make soap. And That's I could true. probably make you something healthy, yeah. but not, I'm not putting pine tar in it. Unless you really <laughs> wanted me to, I could try. I could Please. probably make you a... God. So anyways, so anyways, that's all I see now. Thank you, Nerdy Nelly. Um, that, anyways, that's all I see now is ads for soap, soap and non-alcoholic non beer. It's party time, people. Oh my god! All right, yeah. So, um, the social dilemma. It is good. It's. I mean, it yeah. is a. 
yeah, it doesn't tell you anything yeah. you don't already know. The other stuff we're, we're doing, Stomping Jen, we're watching The Boys Season 2 oh my God, on Amazon Prime. So gross. It's gross. Have you seen that, Nerdy Nelly? No. Yeah, I'm it's scared about, now. What's that? It's kind of a spoof on superheroes. Um, it's, you know, it's like... It's a spoof. You ha- well, it is. It's like it puts a spin on superheroes that you don't really want to think about with the fact oh, that... Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, My that friend? they have so much power. But it's like yeah, really no. dirty and violent. Gross. Your like, friend what? That's, I think the one I went to see uh, when I was in Seattle last summer, I visited a fake baseball about it. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like something It's fun if you're into that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and, and it does, like, it makes fun of, like, the different superhero archetypes. So you have a character that's like Superman, you have one like Batman, you have one that's like Aquaman, Aquaman. Wonder Woman, The Flash. Like, and they're all... Like, the Flash character, he was running on the street, and he ran through a, a human person. being and exploded them. Oh. Like, that would probably happen. Oh, sh- I also am trying to kill a wasp right now. Oh, God. And I did not kill it. It just is in my room. This is the wrong part about this weird weather. Why is there a wasp in my yeah, room? Yeah, we found one in our bathroom the other night. Yeah, Remember? True story. I had Ted release I mean, it. I, I have like a balcony off the bedroom, so mm-hmm. I definitely think it came in through there. But what the hell are you doing in here, buddy? Yeah, I and I didn't kill it all the way. Now it's going to like sting me in the night. Probably rode, in on, probably rode in on somebody's hair or on their shoulder or something. Oh, I don't like killing things either, but this this guy's got to go. Yeah, I um, I rolled over. On yeah, a, I got him. Okay, okay. Done. I rolled over <laughs> on a hornet once, and it stung me on the butt. That hurt a lot. Yeah, that's no fun. A lot. Oh, one of my um, dogs is outside the door. Yeah, I'm. I'm I gotta wind it up down. Yeah, we're you, getting I ready. Have to bail on you. Yep, we'll let you go. Um, here's what I need to say to you, Nerdy Nelly, before you go. Thank you for joining us. You are a fantastic guest. A pleasure guest. as always. A fantastic guest. An hour and 40 minutes. Oh, oh my god. She's like, I needed to go to bed. I know. Two hours ago. So It's could- okay. I actually didn't. You know what? I needed this is what I needed. Because well, like I said, I am very social and I don't, with my students not even like turning on their damn cameras for me, I'm not getting that social need met. So okay. this was nice. Thanks for coming and you're welcome back anytime. You're now our preferred guest, Stomping Jen. A preferred guest. Yes. Ooh, she has things. That? She has things to say, and I, right. I like that when we have people on. Okay. I have things to say. All right, Nerdy Nelly, you have a great night. Thank you for coming on, and we'll we'll talk to you again hopefully soon. Thank you for having me. And okay. Yes, we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Bye bye. All, right. All right. There she goes. That was good. No. Yeah. This is, um, as I was saying before, she's really good on this podcast. She is. Is this the third time or second time? I think third. Third? She was on with Shivering Jim once. Yeah. And then... She was on alone once. For real? Maybe. I don't know. I have to go I back. I have to go comb through back the through the annals of... Uh... Anyways, I'm playing um, the official poet of the Soft Serve podcast's music. This is um, by Joshua Michael Stewart. Want to listen to this a little bit? Mm-hmm. You don't? Why? You want to wrap this up? Well. <laughs> We're only in an hour and 42 minutes. I don't want to necessarily be here forever. Oh. 
Do we want to go watch Big Brother? The other thing I was going to talk about? Yeah. Talk about Big Brother. Big Brother All-Stars. We're yeah. watching that. We're like a week behind every yeah. week. Um, can I just play this one song yeah. I've been dying to play? And then okay. we'll go out. And I have permission from the artist to play this. So I can play the whole thing and not have to worry about anything. No police are going to show up anymore. No. Um, no podcast police are going to show up all. and say, you need to take your podcast down. Um, so I found this, one of my favorite songs is, um, oh, anyways, watch Big Brother All-Stars, okay? I want to play this song as we go out, um, and we do some plugs and then we'll leave, okay? Does that work for you? All right. One of my favorite songs is Purple Rain by Prince. I've never heard you listen to this before. I listen to it all the flippin' time. Mm -hmm. I've many- I've known you a long time. Well- I still have secrets to keep then because I have multiple versions of this song saved in my um, iTunes library. And I was searching for covers of Purple Rain and I found one by this woman named Jennifer Terran. She has a couple albums. She's a musician. I don't know if she's making music now, but I found this and I wrote to her and I said, can I play this on my podcast? And she's like, yeah, you can. So I'm going to do it now. Go ahead. Okay. This is Purple Rain by Jennifer Terran. And I love it because it's mostly just piano. And I love the piano. And she has a really nice voice too. Let me just say, can you mouth the words please as she's singing? No? No. I love this piano. I never meant to cause you any sorrow. What do you think? I never meant to cause you any pain. This piano, I love this piano. I only wanted to one time see you laughing. Mm, that's so good. Oh. You ready to sing? Sing. I can't sing that high. I can listen that high. Are you high? No. I don't drink anymore. I'm high on her voice. I'm high on this piano. I had to explain to Ted what this song was about. Tell me. Tell our listeners. What is this song about? I only wanted to be some kind of friend. I believe it's about two people who... ...got involved in an affair. And the narrator was like can't do this. We started out as friends. I don't want you to destroy your relationship. So, we gotta end this. I think that's what he's singing about. That's what I think. That's what I hear in it. Why are you staring at me? Making me uncomfortable. 
blink or something. Oh, I like the way you were just looking at me on the other side of that microphone. Put your head back over there. It was just when your one eye, I could like, you were like peering at me. It's time we all reach out for something new. That means you too. All right, what else, Stomping Jen? Um, our friend, Joshua Michael Stewart, has a new book out. Uh-huh. What's it called? Bastard Children of Dharma Buns. Talk into the microphone and say that. The Bastard Children of Dharma Buns. Buns? Bums. Bums. I thought you said buns, like hot sweet buns. (laughs) Hot cross buns. I think I'm hungry. Bastard Children of Dharma Bums. Okay? Joshua Michael Stewart. You can Mm -hmm. buy it on Amazon. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll have a link to that in the show notes if you've made it this far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I also want to promote um, the Are We Here Yet podcast. We're going to be appearing on that soon, I think. Wait, he hasn't released it yet? No, he released the episode we already did with him, but he wants to record another one with us oh. in October. Okay. So we'll be on that soon. Okay. Are We Here Yet podcast. We should plug um, uh, the, the Belchertown State School book that's out. Well, go ahead. Plug it. Belchertown Please. State School. What's it called? <laughs> Belchertown State School by Katherine Anderson. Is that what it, is that literally what it's called? Yeah. We just talked to her like two weeks ago. Yeah. she. I don't know what episode that was. Do you? No. 98, 99. That's available via Amazon, too. She just had an article in the paper. They're having a book launch in like okay. a week or two. It's called Belchertown State School. Yeah. Okay. Katherine Anderson. She was on one an episode of our podcast. I don't know which one that was. Are you playing this again? I'm playing it again, just as we go out. I thought you were going to play your bumper I'm going and to. your other thing. Belchertown State out. School. So look for that. Katherine Anderson. Okay. Find, find her podcast she did with us. It's good, right? Yeah. I wish I knew what number it was. All right, Stomping Jen, you clearly want to end this show. Episode 102. Well, Nelly got to leave. <laughs> She's not a co-host. Uh, I know, but we've now been talking almost two hours. I know you're trying to stretch it out, so we'll I've, hit the two hours. No, mark. I feel amped up, actually. You do? Maybe we should call Legs. No. No. He hasn't been on in a while. No, no, no. Let's just check in with legs. No. Just real quick. Oh my God. This real quick. This isn't the episode that we wanted to have. We just check in with legs real quick. Uh, just let him know you wanted to You wanted to say hi. What the heck time at night is this? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. We can call legs at any time. Legs, legs hasn't been on in a long time. You're yawning. <phone rings> we'll just check in with legs. I think this is a terrible idea. I think you should... I don't think it's a terrible idea. All right, idea. he can be your new co-host. No, he's not going to be a co-host. We're just checking in with legs. That's all. We're just checking. We're just checking in with legs. That's all. It's a quick check-in. Oh, hi. Oh, listen to that. <laughs> Haven't you missed that, Stomping Jen? Goodness gracious. Where did legs? We just wanted to check in. We're at an hour and fifty minutes into our show this evening, yes. and. Stomping Jen wanted to leave, and I said, why don't we just check in with Legs? We, 
Our, we haven't heard from Legs in a long time, so we should just say hi to Legs. That's hi. all. I'm still, I'm still alive. How you doing, Legs? So what are what are the subject matters of this evening show? Oh, we, we were talking about everything. We were talking about the election. We were talking about our local community forums. We were talking about online teaching, all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's it. So th- we were just checking in, see, see if how you're doing. Oh, everything's good. Yeah. Um, work has been busy. Yeah. And what are you doing right now? It's um, ten o'clock. Well, it's ten o'clock at night. We're recording this. Oh my god! What are you up to? Are you in the tub? No, no, no. We, as I had talked to you earlier this evening, we we're kind of binge watching that. Uh, oh, Netflix. Nurse, Nurse Ratched. Oh, is that? Do you like it? Oh, it's. It's crazy. I like the sets. Like I like the fifties aesthetic. Saturated. The colors. I, I like. I like. I like the period piece part of it. Yeah. The strange use of the music from that period, um, and how they're blending the music into the odd trappings of, of what's going on in yeah. the show. Yeah, we've yeah. only watched the first episode. Yeah. Oh right. yeah, well. We're never okay, going to get to watch any more TV because uh, Sawtooth likes to just randomly like extend our podcast for another 20 minutes. <laughs> She's going to kill me. <laughs> legs. All right. I, legs, I apologize. You were, you were, you're the victim of a stunt. Just but to let's get, have him on like for real. You know what I just realized? What? I like his voice and he, I miss he him. He has a very nice voice. He was like, oh, hello. He's like a captain. Of a ship. Yeah. He is like the captain of a ship. He does well, have a nice. Just, yeah, go it ahead. was just very odd to get a call from uh, from uh, Sawtooth Frank. Sawtooth Frank. Frank uh, so late in the evening. Yeah, no, I think we should like actually well, invite him to come on. I usually as a guest. I usually text, at a normal period of time. I usually am texting legs at midnight. Uh-huh. Yes, my my nightly check in with legs. Great. All right, yeah. legs. It was good to hear from you, and and I'm glad I did this actually because as Stomping Jen pointed out, it made me realize we need to get you back on here. <laughs> well, we'd lo- uh, we'd love to be on. We'll do a whole yeah. show with you and yeah. Frog. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. I'm go good. back to Nurse Ratchet. It was good to hear from you, and we'll talk to you later. Alrighty. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. bye. Well, wasn't that nice to hear Legs' voice? I loved hearing him. All right. All right, stop, Jen. I can see you're about to kill me. Yeah, you got. We're never going to make it seven. I minutes. know. I could drag this out seven. I minutes. know what you're trying to do. I could drag it I'm out. I'm about seven to rage quit this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> listen. What do we want to say to people? There's some stuff we have to say at the end. Here. Wear a mask. You say that. Go ahead. I just said it. Wear a fucking mask. All right. We want to say to, to everyone who's listening, thank you for listening to our show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Share with a friend. Subscribe to it, please. Download. Everybody needs to listen to this. I would love if somebody fascinating conversation. I would love if you haven't left a review. If you can leave a review for us on now Apple time. iTunes or Apple Podcast apps. I would love to get another review. And the, the good news is you can do those anonymously. So if you hate the show, fine. Just leave a bad review. But I want I want feedback. What do you think, Stomping Chat? Sure. We want people to leave reviews? Yes. Okay. So just he was waiting for me. Do us a favor. Leave a review. And um, <sighs> we also value you. 
We appreciate you, each and every one of you listening to this. You're we love worst. you. What do you mean I'm the worst? You're dragging it out. I'm not. I'm expressing gratitude to our listeners. Why is that the worst? Mm-hmm. How is that the worst? We love you, listeners. Oh, the other thing I need to tell people, I'm engaged in a bit of a, of a war with one of our guests. Okay? <clears throat> I think you'll remember um, our guest, uh, Juanma, who came on to talk about his kidney transplant. Um, I forget what episode that was, um, 98 or 99. It's, it's a really actually fascinating episode and it's currently sitting at number one in our top 10 podcasts. And, um, Juanma has told me that he is going to keep it there somehow by having more, more and more people listen to it. Now that's typically good for us, but I want to leave an opportunity for other people to be in the number one spot. Stomping Jen. Mm-hmm. Not just Juan Ma. He doesn't own the number one spot. Yes, he has an incredibly touching story. It's a great it's a great interview, if I do say so myself. He told some horrifying tales of what it's like to recover from a kidney transplant surgery. It's worth listening to. But it doesn't deserve to be number one forever. There are other guests, I think, who might want to be in that number one spot. Right? So Stop it. What? So what I'm saying is um, to people, go and listen, download other episodes. Go through our back catalog. We now have 101, Two. well, not counting this one, 101 episodes you can listen to. That's a lot of episodes. Episode one is about our cats. Is that true? Yeah, who wouldn't want to listen to that? You're the worst. Why wouldn't you listen to that? Uh-huh. Why am I the worst, Stomping Jen? Because you're looking at the board. What do you mean I'm looking at Three the board? Three more minutes, people. Is that upsetting you? Yes. Your eyes are getting sleepy. I know. There's no way you're going to be able to watch no, a show. Oh, you've now tarnished it It has forever. nothing to do with my extra 10 minutes of talking. It does, though. Let me ask you a question. No. Haven't you missed this? No. This banter? No. <laughs> well, with the format we have been doing recently, there, haven't, there hasn't been as much banter. Mm-hmm. The, softs are, the Soft Serve podcast has always been about the banter. Don't you agree? <sighs> Doesn't seem like you agree. I'm getting more and more tired as the seconds tick on. Why? Why? I can see it in your eyes. They're closing. They're like a shades. You have to see this, people. She's sitting here oh. just staring at me. Her eyes are getting heavier and heavier and heavier. Oh, oh. You oh. just rubbed your nose ring on the microphone. The okay. Podcast. Well, we're going to get to two hours now with the outro and all of that. Oh, the music. Good. I'm so glad that you've now hit your. Okay. Your we'll get there. Three. Two hours. Excellent. I didn't think we were going to get to an hour tonight. So I'm pleased as punch here. You know that the whole point of these podcasts is not to make them as long as possible what is so it? people have no time to listen to it's them? It's to make them entertaining. Right. What's more entertaining than this? I will challenge you. <laughs> all right. On that note, people, we love you. Um, please do all the things. And we'll see you for the next um, We'll see you for the next episode, okay? Bye now. All right. Bye now.